what's up, listener? Thanks for pressing play. This week on the Jock and Nerd podcast, we got a special guest. Marlene from I Like Comics 2 joins us to talk about the major shakeup at DC Warner Brothers, set photos and concept art from the Wonder Woman sequel and Aquaman, the bidding war over Fox between Disney and Comcast, and the Game of Thrones prequel show. Plus, you're going to get our spoiler review of the first two episodes of Marvel's Cloak and Dagger on Freeform. All that and a lot more in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Friday, June 15th, 2018. Check. Check one. All right. This is really fans out there. Let's give it up. Jock and Nerd. Be funny. Disturbing. Hey, 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 listener, what's up? Thanks for joining us, and welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast, your weekly geek fix of comic book and superhero TV and movie news, reviews, and whatever we choose. Jock and Nerd! My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. Uh, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. He's the jock. Oh, shit. He's the nerd. And he over there in the corner is a pile of what used to be just felt and cotton and styrofoam and cardboard. And uh, you put all that together. And of course you have uh, everyone's favorite puppet American, Rug Boy. What's up, Rugs? You're forgetting to add the bourbon in there. Oh, is that what was the magic ingredient? You take yeah. all that stuff, you pour bourbon. You put a little bourbon on there and then you mix it together and then and you get to uh, Rug Boy. They're so, <laughs> what's up, they're, dudes? They're, wowie zowie! Uh, there's a magic chant, too, I believe. Uh, you gotta... Mecca lecca high, mecca hiney ho. Yeah, you know how it goes. That's it. Uh, also joining us on the show, super, super excited for our special guest. She's a cosplayer, a YouTuber. She's editor-in-chief of the comics blog. She's on staff at Tumblr and runs the website, I Like Comics too. It's Marlene. Marlene, what's up? Thanks for coming to uh, hanging out with us. Oh shit, what's up? <laughs> How's it going? You know, this all started because you posted a photo of a blue Yeti mic you got and uh you were like podcast hit us up and rug boy, you swooped in on that and uh Yeah. I, I follow Marlene and every once in a while to be provocative, I'll like respond to her stuff. <laughs> and she hasn't ever gotten angry at me, so I, I think she's gotta be cool. So Aw, thank you. Yeah. yeah, if Rug Boy doesn't offend you, you're definitely down. You're one she's of like, us. She's like, Who the fuck is Rug Boy? Yeah, he's a puppet. <laughs> yeah, I, he responds to me. I'd have never seen any of these. Marlene, have you ever been on a podcast with a puppet? I have not. Oh. This is my first time. All right, first time on Jogging Nerd podcast. I always love Jogging Nerd when that happens. Look for the listener, real quick. Why don't you uh, tell them uh, about your website? I like comics too, and uh, how that all started. It's a website that I don't update nearly enough. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I think it's been a long time since I've actually posted anything on it. But I'm very active on Twitter, which is kind of good. Uh, how did it start? It started on YouTube a few years back when I was in college. I was just getting into American comics, and I wanted to make friends who also liked comics. So I started the whole I like comics too thing, and it kind of blew up from there. So were you reading manga first? Yeah, ah. I was a big uh, weeb back in the day. Okay. That's the exit. That's the entry drug. Yep. You know. Yep. That was, that was it. the gateway. And now, and now what has it led to? What else? What do you like now? 
I still like comics. I've kind of gone away from the mainstream comics As nowadays. we all have. Yeah, it <laughs> yeah. happens. Uh, but I still like them and cartoons and all that jazz. Um, so I'm still there, just not in the same capacity. Yeah, the big two. I dropped those guys like a while ago. Yeah, it's just... I don't know, man. It's just it's too hard to keep up with all the stuff that's happening, and I just feel like after a point, you're kind of sick of buying ten different books. Yeah, to they're marketing the shit out of you, yeah, especially when there's four number ones of the same goddamn title every year. What what are yeah. you doing now? My guilty pleasure is Spider Man. I recently did finally go to my comic book store and pick up seven hundred, like ninety seven to eight hundred. It's like the end. It's a Spider Man eight hundred. How am I not going to buy that? Ten ninety nine Marvel, you motherfuckers! You got my it. money though. I would buy that comic just to burn it because it's the last issue of Dan Slot. Rugs is not a Dan Slot fan, and that no. is the final issue of Dan Slot's long tenured run. Yeah, uh, Marlene, you also have a very active YouTube channel. A lot of fun videos on there. Yeah, and uh, we'll get into some of those. Listener, if you want to see all this stuff, definitely check out the show notes to this episode, jockandnerd.com slash two two five. It'll have links to everything we talk about and links to how to subscribe to the show. Never miss a show in Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Stitcher. Uh, this show, Marlene's going to hang out with us. We're going to go over some really crazy geek news that broke this week. And we is it are, crazy, though? Well, it's kind of crazy. Some is of it, it cra- is crazy. It's always hyperbole for him, right? Yeah. Everything. Look, you, you'll learn about me. I like to exaggerate because uh, it, it, it engages the listener. It's crazy. Does it? But I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's mildly interesting news. We'll try to, you know, spruce it's up. It's really boring news, but we're going to give it to you anyway. Well, yeah, we'll give, we're going to give it the old high college try. But then we will review Marvel's latest uh, TV show, the first two episodes of Cloak and Dagger on Freeform. Uh, so I'm excited for that. Two announcements before we get to the news. Get yourself some free stuff just for listening to the show. How about a free month of Stitcher Premium? Just visit stitcher.com slash premium. Use the promo code NERD. Uh, through September of 2018, you'll get a free month. You can check out lots of awesome premium content, including Marvel's first podcast called Wolverine, The Long Night. Marlene, uh, would you be into a Wolverine audio drama podcast for Marvel? Sure, why not? Right? <laughs> I, I think well, you... Well, if you are, yes. you've got to go to Stitcher Premium. Hit that. Stitcher.com uh, slash premium. Yeah, whatever Use the hell the, it is. It's actually... And hit nerd, not, not Marvel. Dude, it's really good. It's a good show. You turn a lot of people on to that, Imran. Uh, I I did, and actually we have a testimonial at the end of the show from a listener who also confirms that I'm not just saying it's great. He actually liked it. Uh, but I tend to like everything a lot like Kevin Smith, which is why I have Anthony and the puppet here to balance things out. To keep out. you honest, Imran. Yes. And then the last thing this week, if you want some cool Jock and Nerd merch, T-shirts, stickers, uh, notebook covers, just visit our shop, jockandnerd.com slash shop. Between June 20th and 24th, everything's 30% off. Oh, shit. $14 t-shirts. You can't beat that. You get rug boy on your chest for $14. None of the mess basically. So <laughs> that's, that's great. Okay. Let's get to the news. Everybody. The jock, jock and nerd podcast. Marlene, are you on the Facebook at all? You like the Facebook or are you done with the Facebook? I do like the Facebook. Yeah, it's okay. But the best place on Facebook is <laughs> in our uh, little closed community the jock and nerd nation it's a closed group for our listeners you should join because you meet all our listeners can hang out they meet like-minded people you can geek out about stuff we all love this week welcome new member rokas barokas whoa it's a great sounds like, name. A, like mortal Kombat character <laughs> it sounds like a chant you would use to turn someone into hervey villachez 
I don't know, I went to the Fantasy Island thing. He goes by the name Rocky. Rocco. That makes it easier. Nice oh. to meet you. Yo, Rocco, welcome. And joining this week, holy crap. Oh, shit. Uh, Rug Boy is now uh, on Facebook. Get the fuck out of here. Get excited, yeah, everybody. We've somehow circumvented the system and, and they've allowed a puppet to have a Facebook account. Please don't tell Mark Zuckerberg. He doesn't like it. Yeah, puppets. he doesn't like it. <laughs> he's a puppetist. Uh, yeah, but he's an anti felty person. Rugs, welcome to the group. And if you thought that group was fun before, oh, oh, just wait. Just wait. Yeah, give me a few days to get warmed up. I've never been on the Facebooks before. So, how do you type? Like, do you stick a pencil in your mouth? Yeah. And pretty just go much. one letter at a time? Yeah. Or you just it takes mash me a your long eyes. time. That's why I like to do the podcast. <laughs> Every post okay. takes a day and a half. Like, I tweet, and it takes me an hour to do a tweet. It's usually misspelled, and I get pissed off, because like, you can't, like, edit your tweets. <laughs> no, you like, can't. whatever goes, goes. Yeah, you could delete them, but that's it. It would, that's once I sound like there. an asshole half the time. I'm like, I wrote that? <laughs> ah, fuck. Marley, does that bother you when you tweet the fact that it's like, you, you can't change it, and you can delete it, but once it's out there, even if you delete it, it's kind of out there. I kind of prefer it that way. Um, I feel like if I had the chance to go back and edit stuff, it'd be a little less honest. That, yeah, oh. that's a good point. That is the point of the platform is like instant knee jerk reactions, whatever they may be. Just don't think about it. I bet Put Trump says he could edit. No, maybe yeah. he does. It. Maybe he <laughs> does it. He probably uh, does. I don't think like, he thinks he this can. was a perfect tweet. <laughs> this tweet Best was amazing. Tweet. Best tweet ever. The most amazing tweet. I mean, what do you think? You're going to lose your job or something? That never happens. No. That's not going to. Nobody's reading that. You, you'll you be fine. Just tweet whatever you want. <laughs> tweet away. Uh, look, Marlene, lately in the show for the past few oh my months. Oh, God. I hate this story. We've been following the Stan Lee story. Because, look, this man created a modern, modern mythology, created my favorite character, lots of many people's favorite characters. And this story is crazy. I know you interviewed him uh, way back in the day. I saw one of those videos. What was that like? Oh, man, that was a while ago. Yeah. <laughs> you dug that up. Look, I'm scrolling past. on your YouTube channel. What do you, what do you want me to do? His research yeah. that him run. I reaped to research our guest. Yeah, I interviewed him uh, when I was part of this MTV show, and it was like a, a gallery that he was part of that he was premiering. Uh, they were selling a bunch of really amazing Spider-Man art. I think a lot of it went to charity. He was a really nice old man. Yeah. Like He yeah. was super, super sweet, very cordial, um, really funny, like... Yeah. As funny as you expect him to be, he actually is in real life. He's a whippersnapper. He's yeah. like the <laughs> king of like corny, cheesy one-liners. Yep. You gotta, and he, you know, he wrote that in all his comics and it's great. I would just want to like hug him. I don't even want to like say hi, shake his hand. All I want to do at this point is hug him because holy shit, what is going on in his life? Last week, uh, we reported gunmen. Gunmen at his house uh, demanding what money. The, the LAPD released an audio clip, believe it or not. Here's how it went down, apparently. Who is it? Goons. Who? I had goons. I heard goons. That's crazy. That's how it went down. You see, you don't, you don't open the door when they say hired goons. That's I, uh, I hate this. <laughs> okay, so look, to catch up this week, all you have to do is read the headlines of these stories. Stanley's business manager, Kia Morgan, who he said, I, I've put all my faith in this guy. He is my man. Um, he was arrested on suspicion of filing a false police report regarding those gunmen. Then, following that, a story comes out. Stanley has now been giving a restraining order against said business manager, Kia Morgan, the LAPD investigating claims of elder abuse again, and now his former attorney is his acting guardian. Uh, first of all, this guy, Kia Morgan, you cannot trust a business manager who wears like a bowler hat and a fucking velvet suit. 
Uh, how could, how, why would you trust this guy? He looks shady from every photo. Well, Stanley in Stanley's time, that was like what you wore. So he's like dressing for like when he was like in his like twenties. Yeah. Maybe he's pulling at the heartstrings. Yeah. Like, this guy's stylish. I like his yeah. style. I haven't seen a Siosaka in years. <laughs> the other problem is th- now that he has a guardian, which is great. Hopefully Tom Lawless actually has his best interest in mind. Really, his daughter, man. Where is she? The daughter's supposed to be the guardian. How about you grow up, you step up, you take care of your father? Uh, this is just inexcusable. But isn't her daughter an asshole? She is a piece of shit, unfortunately, and has uh, spent oh. a lot of money and does not get along with Stan. That's so sad. Like, yeah. it just makes me sad for Stanley. Yeah. It's a depressing story. I hate well, I mean, this what's story. What's your take on all these? Uh, I'm sure you've seen these stories. Like, uh, what do you feel? Ho- hopefully, how does this end up? I just really don't get what's going on because I heard he had made statements previously or released something through some kind of law firm that basically alleged that these folks, including his daughter, weren't great. But then he came out with a statement on his Twitter saying that they had the best relationship they'd ever had. So someone is is not telling the truth. Like some something fishy is going on and I just don't understand what it is. I'm with you. One of those like senile and people just tell him what the state of the day is that day and he just repeats it. I don't know. I really do. I, I definitely know that like compared to when I had interviewed him all those years ago, he just doesn't look like himself at cons anymore. Mm, yeah, like he just yeah. looks tired. Yeah. And I mean, I get it. He he makes these circuits to film in movies and to be at cons all of the time. Like I would be tired even if I wasn't his age. But com- compiled with his age, I feel like he's at the point yeah. where he should just be like resting somewhere. But that, is like, that yeah. not abuse? This 95-year-old man should not be doing conventions. He should be relaxing, enjoying the fruits of his labor. This is just ridiculous what they're putting him through. Yeah. Unless, unless he needs the money and they've already <laughs> I'm sure that the drive. money's nice. I'm sure he gets paid a lot of dough. But uh, I'm sure that he doesn't give a fuck either. He's like... You know, yeah, it's crazy. So, look, let's just wrap this up with one good piece of news, actually, for Stan Lee. Believe it or not, the Museum of Pop Culture just announced their new inductees into its famous science fiction and fantasy Hall of Fame. Stan Lee uh, being inducted into the Sci Fi Fantasy Hall of Fame, along with J.K. Rowling, uh, the video game series Legend of Zelda, and Joss Whedon's Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, all all Congra- good picks, right? Yeah, there. congratulations, Stan. Sci Fi. Hall of Fame? Well, in this museum called Mopop. I don't know where Mopop is, though. It's in someone's basement. Yeah. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) There's probably wood paneling behind the exhibits. Hey, that's that's still that's still still good news. It's still good news. I'm just 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 amazed that there's a a museum for this. (laughs) Yeah. Look, I'll take any good piece of news for Stanley. He he needs it right now. All right. Let's move into uh, the big crazy news that broke this week from the DCFU EU extended film universe, whatever it's called, the mess that is DC hey, and Warner Marlene Brothers. Marlene like the DC? Do you Marlene, like any of the DC great, movies? Great question. What's your What's your take on the DC uh, universe? Does anybody actually like <laughs> DC? <laughs> you like Wonder Woman, right? You have to I like- did like Wonder Woman, oh, okay. but I still don't think it's. As great as the Marvel movies. Hey, there you go. I like her. Okay, what about like, uh, my thing is DC kills it on the small screen. Like their TV division is doing really well and they just can't get their shit together for the movies. Which DC show are you talking about? You know, like the CW uh, world, Arrowverse, and then not Gotham. I Although, think their anima- that's what I was thinking. It's definitely not Gotham. <laughs> I, I think their animation is great. Their animation is very they good. They always get their shit together for the animation. Yeah. That's true. Which is, they do have really good animated movies. I, I I was on board for Gotham like in the first season, and then I just fell yep, right yep, off it. Yep. I couldn't even uh, watch it. Yeah, 
I still subject myself Im- to Imran, it. But it's Imran like dines and garbage. Shit so crazy. Like, he'll, he'll watch anything till the Dude, very it's end. So, but it's entertaining if you just like let it go and be like, what is this? What is going on? What the fuck, Gotham? It's what bothers you the most about like the DC universe? It's just that the movies are subpar or that they're losing focus on what the characters are and what they're supposed to be doing. I'm not as upset about the characterizations. Uh, I think the plots are just generally really weak. Uh, also, the grimdark thing is getting really old. I think Marvel's done a really good job of balancing serious and funny and making them still super enjoyable. And DC just hasn't found that balance yet. A lot of the humor is really forced. Yeah. I would agree with that. They haven't made a good movie, which is like the one thing they need to do is make one good movie. Wonder Woman got well, they very, had very Wonder close. Woman, but then they, they took it like 20 apart. steps back. Two thirds of last, Wonder Woman. Yes. That last act was just so, not again, good. not a complete whole good movie. Here's what happened. Huge shakeup in the head offices over at uh, DC Entertainment. Jeff Johns, who's the guy that came in as a writer, the guy that reinvigorated the Flash and Green Lantern for everyone, worked his way up to CCO of DC Entertainment. Jeff Johns stepping down to enter an exclusive writer-producer deal with Warner Brothers. He launched this thing called Mad Ghost Productions. So he's going to be more uh, a creator, less executive. Uh, DC publisher Jim Lee is taking over as CCO while continuing to be publisher with Dan DiDio. Uh, and uh, Jeff Johns' first project, Green Lantern Corps, reportedly with Hal Jordan, John Stewart. He's also going to start a new DC label called The Killing Zone, focusing on lesser-known DC characters. And he's going to do a Shazam comic and the Three Jokers comic he was going to do before he became. What are they calling CCO. it The Killing Zone? I don't know. That's a weird. That's not the best name for a label in my. Because it needs to be even darker. What the fuck? I think of Why the would Killing you call Zone. Lesser-known. Yeah. Characters, the killing zone. I don't know. Maybe they all Why die. Would you focus on lesser known characters instead of doing your main characters better. That's also a good That's question. A I mean, he is the guy that kind of brought back the uh, uh, Barry Allen Flash when he wasn't he the brought main back Flash. Hal, and he's Hal known, Hal most known Hal Jordan Flash. He was a big Silver Age guy. So, I, I, I'm Barry excited Allen, that Jordan. he's he's writing Green Lantern Corps because I think that that are you though you don't buy comics anymore. No, but that's one of the best things he wrote was his whole Green Lantern run. Uh, but to, are you is this going to make you buy comics? No, it's going to make me watch. No, he's writing the movie Green Lantern oh, Corps. Oh, gotcha. Not the comic book. This is the movie Green Lantern Corps for the universe. Really? Yes. That's his So he didn't even leave the building as like CCO. He just went oh, into I another totally office this. and started uh working on the Green Lantern Corps. Marlene, do you know do you what do you think? Do you think Jeff Johns is just doesn't want to be executive anymore and just kind of wants to create. Maybe he bit off more than he could chew as CCO. That kind of sounds right. And to be honest, I don't blame him. <laughs> he tried He's on a sinking ship. He wants to get the fuck out of there. Yeah, he tried. He got the CW. He's all over like the CW shows as producer and the, the streaming shows, Titans, Doom Patrol that they're going to do. And a little bit of Wonder I, Woman. I, here's what I think. I don't think they actually that DC, whoever is in that head role as creative officer um, for the movies, doesn't really have all the autonomy I think that they want. Right. I don't think I think there's a million. I think there's a ton of stuff behind the scenes and a ton of different people that you have to please, and it's not as uh, well run as whereas Fahey makes all the decisions. That I don't can, think that yeah. person at, at DC, whoever that person is, there's not one person making a decision. There, there's no position that could be the Fahey. Is basically what right. you're saying. They've yeah. broken it up. Uh, so Rugs, what uh, what do you think? Do you think Jeff Johns will, will be better at just writing? The movie and not having to worry about it's all that. It's probably bullshit. just not for him. That's all. It's yeah. not for him. 
He's you know he's working on comics. It's a it's whole a different animal. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. It's comics are like a lot more of a direct medium, right? So you got a writer and you got an artist, and then maybe an editor in there, and then maybe it's got to get okayed by one other person, and it goes out. A movie is like it's so much fucking bureaucracy and bullshit, and people like measuring their dicks. It's like really, it's it's not a fun environment. So it's probably not good for him. He's like, so, I'm out. Yeah, I want to create. I'm a creator. Damn it. Uh, yeah. So look, if he's happy, he's gonna make good shit. That leads into the next bit. So in reaction to that, uh, president of DC Entertainment Walter Hamada came out and kind of talked about some updates and their their new strategy. Uh, basically, he has walked into a shit show, and now he's trying to clean it up. So the Joker movies are still happening. The one, with, the one with Jared Leto, the worst Joker ever. No. Yeah, Marlene, does, does any? Why, do you want a Jared Leto Joker movie? Who wants this? No, yeah. absolutely. You don't not. like Juggalo Joker? Juggalo no. Joker with the grill, and the tattoos on his the forehead. The whole situation with that Joker was just so confused. Like that's the word that I yeah. can sum it up yeah. with. It's just so so confused. I mean, he's barely in the movie to begin with, so you don't get much. What do you think about this Joaquin Phoenix Todd Phillips Joker movie that would be like a dark R-rated movie? I, the thing is with a lot of these movies, my gut reaction is always just to be like, no, 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 no. And I think I'm going to stick with that reaction yeah. for the Jared Leto one. Oh, but for the most part, I've been trying to steer myself away from that reaction because that's the reaction I had with Heath Ledger. And look how that turned out. That's a good point. Not a lot of people thought he was a, the right pick for that. I think Joaquin Phoenix playing the Joker could be uh, like up there with Heath He's Ledger a way playing the Joker. In every single yeah. Which way, one? Jared Leto. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, so they here's the interesting thing about this movie. They've given it a budget. It's expected to begin shooting in the fall budget of 55 million. So I like this. If they make a small budget, R rated gritty Joker movie, this is a gangster flick. Is yeah. you know, a Scorsese involved? Possibly so producing. Correct. It could be cool. It could be cool if it's a gangster flick. You this know? may launch that new label that they're either going to call DC Dark or DC Black. Just- Imagine, stop, just stop. imagine right. Goodfellas with the Joker in it. They don't need to do the label. They don't need to be no? like this is DC Dark, this is DC Black. I don't. I don't think they need. They don't need to do that. I've heard rumors that now they're going to be a lot of rebranding within Warner Brothers. That, because that is of all such this like shit. a early two thousands. We got to make the superhero movies dark. Yeah, vibe. You don't need to label it dark. Just let the movie speak for yeah, itself. Let the movie. Sp- That's like when Marvel was like doing Marvel Knights and doing like this is our, this is our dark series like. No, just make the content dark and people will figure that out. You don't, I don't need think, to tell exactly. people that. I don't think people will be confused that this is kind of its own stand. Like, this is a standalone Joker movie. Like, that's a great idea. Just because you don't have to sign the guy on for 10 movies. I think if it's the Joker who's a homicidal maniac, that's yeah. one thing. But if you're doing a Spider-Man series that's dark, then you want to let people know. But like, you know, whatever. Like, you got to When you're watching the Joker, you're going to see a fucking crazy dude killing people. So, yeah, it, it comes with the territory. That's true. Hey, uh, Marlene, what did you think of Ezra Miller's Flash in the Justice League? I'm a little bit biased because I absolutely love Ezra okay. Miller. Okay. So. Right. <laughs> no, that's fine. Uh, do you watch the Barry Allen CW Flash? Because that's a really good Flash, too. I actually really liked the first part of that show. Uh, I kind of fell off when it started getting a little bit more complicated. I mm-hmm. thought the car- I also wasn't a huge fan of... Of Iris for a long time. Yeah. So. yeah, no, she was written really annoyingly for a number of seasons. Yeah, I will. So agree. I kind of fell off that, but I liked I liked the character a lot there too. I just also really like Ezra Miller. Well, look, so Ezra, I, I mean, it. I'll admit Ezra Miller's Flash was he was funny in the movie, and he was kind of he was kind of goofy, kind of charming. They want to make the Flash movie lighter in tone, 
similar to a Back to the Future instead of this dark, like, Flashpoint thing. Uh, that's maybe not a bad idea. I'll be all right with that. Yeah, I would be on board for that. Right? That could be fun. Uh, finally, this one's the biggest, craziest thing. Matt Reeves turned in a new script, and it's uh, for the Batman standalone movie, solo movie, set to focus on a young Batman, meaning probably, of course, again, Affleck's probably out. They should just come out and say it. Ben Affleck should just be like, look, I'm out, bitches. See yeah, you later. No one thinks that Ben Affleck's no. coming back. Yeah. He didn't want to do it. Then they didn't want to do it. He's not doing it. I don't know why they're beating around the bush. Marlene, do you want to see Affleck as another Batman? Does it- no, I'm good. I've had my fill. Yeah, right? He's he's fine. You can leave. We can switch it up. They switch up Batman's he's all had the three time. movies. That's good enough. He's not bad. He's just not my favorite. Yeah. He's up, and it's just he's now just. Do you prefer the Christian Bale uh, voice? Favorite Batman, Marley? Keaton. <laughs> oh, yeah, Keaton. Yeah, all right. Oh, shit. I like Marlene. The wild card. Like, yes. If you would have said Val Kilmer, <laughs> that, oh. Val okay. Kilmer. Dude, Keaton was a good Batman. I mean, in, uh, in 89, and still it holds up. Like, uh, he's complex, and you can tell he's kind of crazy, but charming and funny like it's just a perfect balance still dark imagine val kilmer was my official favorite batman that would be horrible i would kick you off the ship You'd be done. no more <laughs> I rock did like val kilmer what's wrong with val kilmer oh man uh, uh, uh so look no love. it looks like walter hamada maybe has a plan i don't know if any of this is going to save anything see it's i read that article too yeah, and yeah. I, they say he has a plan but i i really think he's just kind of rolling things out like he's rolling little stuff and he's rolling big stuff and he's yeah. just kind of seeing what's going to stick. I don't think he really has like, this is what we're going to do. I think I'm still of the mindset that DC is going to change with the win. Like after everyone's reaction, after the next movie, they're like, super whatever, reactionary, what, yeah, super reactionary. It's yeah. hard for them not to be reactionary too. Like they just, it's a habit. Like they can't help themselves at this point. It's crazy. Uh, let's talk about some DC movies that are coming out and that we have, some uh, actual set photos, official photos, starting with Wonder Woman uh, 2. Uh, last week, we uh, discussed it's going to be set in 1984, and we have two photos. One of them is a little bit shocking because it features Steve Trevor, Chris Pine, and Amal in the 80s. Oh, shit. Uh, but look. It, he's if, wearing a members-only jacket. He's wearing <laughs> he was a member. He's sick. Members I actually have a jacket. members-only jacket you that do? I still wear. Yeah. We all have one. Yes, but it's do you have it from back in the day or you bought it because it was now it trendy? Yeah. Oh, you bought it and that doesn't Oh, count. I got the OG one. You, <laughs> it's my dad's. <laughs> Marlene, do you have your fa- a favorite members only jacket? I definitely do not. Oh, you, oh. Know, you, should, you should get one. But the way to get it is you got to go to the thrift store and find that shit. Just go to Brooklyn. That's not the way to get it. You can't get it all wearing them. Yeah, just I, go I own one. Mug a hipster. Yeah, go to Williamsburg. They're all in them. Punch me in the face. Come on, you know see that. If you can get one for me. You don't even have to punch them. They flinch really easy. No, I'm saying punch me in the face. Oh, okay. See you if can you can get one for me. We'll try. <laughs> Anyways, uh, when we, if you listen to our Wonder Woman review, we did discuss, you know, uh, Chris Pine signed on for two movies. So the whole time I was like, what? We saw the plane explode. Spoiler. You didn't see a body. You know what really mystifies me about this picture? Yeah. Is why is Freddie Mercury in the background? <laughs> uh, there's uh, is that uh, Remy Remy Malik on the wrong set yeah, or playing? Borat? One of the other. It's like, <laughs> that's a strange. That's picture. pretty good. Yeah, that guy's awesome. I Mar- saw. I was looking yeah. at comments on the Nation. I'm yeah. just gonna go right into it. Yep. Doesn't this like kind of take away a lot? Of, I mean, we'll see how it plays out. But this takes away a lot of her pathos in Justice League because she is like for mourning that Steve Trevor's been yeah, gone but for a she while. She could be talking about his death in this movie. We don't mm. know. We don't know. 
I don't know. Marlene, I don't know. How, how does this happen? How is this him? Is it his son? He looks a little bit older. What do you think is going on here? I'd be really pissed off if it was his son. That'd be super weird. That'd be pulling like a Peggy Carter kind of situation yeah. with her, yeah, his or niece. It reeks um, of Captain America ripoff. A little yeah, bit. I'm not into yeah. it. I'm uh, not into it either. I don't. I don't understand how he's there, but I hope it's not his kid. Maybe it's a I, hallucination. I, I, I even like don't want it to be him. Like I, I just don't. I don't understand why he needs to be back in this film. And if you're gonna put him in the film, why is that the like? Shouldn't that be sort of a, I know we're all going to know that he's in the film, but shouldn't that be a, like a plot reveal? Why are they releasing that as like, that one of the first That is also photos? interesting. It must what not if, be if, a big deal then. What That's if what Steve Trevor flies and crashes the plane and lands near Paradise Island or them scare and he's there hiding out and since time doesn't affect there, he, he doesn't age. He doesn't age. Wouldn't she know though? Wouldn't somebody tell her? I don't know. Maybe she never went back to the I island. Hate, you know, hate, in movies, they never tell each other anything. <laughs> I've seen four, four million outcomes, and I'm and, not going to tell Iron Man what's going on. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm like Marlene right now, where my my first instinct with anything DC is just no. And that's the first thing I thought <laughs> yeah. when I saw that. But no. that's, that's what I thought, too. This must not be like a big deal if you're just going to go out and be like, oh, by the way, here's what Steve Trevor looks like. In the, You know what they did in the 70s show? It's fucking hilarious. The first season was on CBS, or it was on ABC, set in World War II with uh, a guy playing Steve Trevor. Second season, it moves to ABC. They set it in the present-day 70s, and they have the same guy playing Steve Trevor's like son or his grandson, and they just explain that it's his son, and he looks exactly like him. Uh, but, of course, this is the 70s, so nobody said anything. Just be ready for bullshit, people. <laughs> There's going to be some kind of bullshit. Yeah. The second photo. It's coming. I kind of like the second photo just because she's standing in front of a bunch of TVs. You see uh, JR from Dallas. Uh, you see the scene from National Lampoon's Vacation uh, and other 80s things. So I don't know. That's the 80s vibe, I guess. Uh, the, let's move on to a more exciting set of photos. Our first look at Aquaman. Geek Boner. James Wan's Aquaman coming out. In December, Marlene, are you excited for this one at least? I am actually pretty excited about this one. I mean, it's a, I did the, like Momoa's ba- um, Aquaman. I almost said Batman. <laughs> it'd actually be, be really a, cool he, to see him as Batman. Yes, absolutely. Dirty pirate uh, Batman. Yeah, I thought he did a really good job in Justice League. So, oh yeah, my man. Like uh, yeah, and then he was funny, and I I did. He was charming. I kind of bought into it. Uh, I like the different look. Uh, but this first photo, man, everyone wanted to know Black Manta. You have Yaya Abdul-Mateen, who's from Get Out, playing Black Manta. Are they going to do his big, silly helmet with the red eyes? And oh, guess shit. what? Yes, they're doing it. You see him looking at this helmet on the table. Uh, what are your thoughts on this, Anthony? How do you return your head? <laughs> well, that's slowly? my first thought. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> Is that Anthony? Um, <laughs> I thought he sounds like rugby. <laughs> yeah, sounds I'm like sorry. A- I had to get it out. <laughs> no, I know. That's good. I'm glad you can get that before I got to that. Um, I, I like it. I mean, it, I've honestly wanted to be even like fucking bigger because that that right? mask in the comics yeah. is it's like huge. It's like five feet wide across. Yeah. Like it, yeah. it's gigantic, and but it looks like they're already kind of uh, embracing that style. Of the it would helmet. be great if like they go to fight each other and then Aquaman just kind of tips him and he falls over over the weight <laughs> of his own head. <laughs> he's like top, a pop figure. He's yeah, like, top. Yeah. It's a little top heavy. Yeah. It's like, hold on, man, this is a little top-heavy. I should have thought about this design. Uh, Marlene, you a fan of Black Manta's costume? 
It's a little too goofy for me. <laughs> okay. I'm hoping it's kind of like a first iteration sort of situation, and then he works on it and makes it look a lot cooler than that. It may he may not even wear it. It may just be like sitting there, and it's like, like an a Easter joke. egg. Or yeah, something. which yeah. I, the, I'll be fine he, with. These that. fucks never wear their mask. No, Put the fucking do. mask on, you no, dick. No, they don't. Who cares about your face? <laughs> but my face, I uh, I want to be in this movie. They got right. to see me in my eyes. I mean, I don't know. I get it. Uh, it's cool Make to see emote. the helmet. Yeah. Uh, and then we got a, a shot of uh, Momoa's Aquaman, and I guess that's Orm? His yeah, brother? he's rocking the bear midriff, too. Holy shit. Who <laughs> he's is? He's wearing a navel ring. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> that's uh, <laughs> Ocean, my belly Ma- Ocean Master. And if you click that link, you see Mira with red hair. So, look, evidence that this movie was made, <laughs> and it's coming out. Evidence this movie was made. Uh, listen, I, I like James Wan. He's yeah. done some good stuff. So, yeah. uh, you know, I'm optimistic about this movie. More than Justice League, I'll tell you that. The image of yeah, the sure. with the the seahorses and the sharks. So that being also like yes. used as as rides is kind of cool. This is kind of the, one of the coolest things. EW released some concept art, and it's literally soldiers, armies on two sides. One of them riding giant great white sharks. The other one's riding giant sea dragons. The seven statues in the back standing for like the seven seahorses. Lo- you son of a bitch. Sea horses. Dra- at that Biology. point, they're dragons. Ever at that heard point. of it? They could call them dragons. Everyone just make shit up and then like nobody notices. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Marley, let me ask you this. How are they going to communicate underwater? This is the thing. We saw a little bit of it in Justice League, but it was really stupid. And I hope they don't do that. Uh, this underwater battle scene looks sick. How would you? How are they communicating? They need to do it like the old cartoon with like the... The weird circles with, with the rain, the rating. The yes, yes, please. That's like with like subtitles. Yeah, and that's what. All right, Atlantean subtitles. That's a different direction. I want to see. Okay, so some kind of telepathic. Is this? Do you legitimately want to see this, or is this your? I just want to see how that's me bullshitting. Yeah, that's a no. I gotta say something. I gotta. I want to see this goofy ass shit on screen. For maybe like 10 yeah, minutes. Yeah, I have no idea, but not actually that, please. I mean, look, this movie's definitely got obstacles. So yeah. uh, we got, you got to be creative. You got to be creative to kind of please the people that are watching it and them going, this is bullshit. Like if they're if every single time they talk is going to be an air bubble. Yeah, it's blah, 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 blah. Like, or like Mara, when she opens up the water and then there's air there oh, so they yeah, can like talk. Yeah, like a physical bubble. Yeah, that's a cop out, man. Like she's got to be in every scene. Great. Okay, I was <laughs> going to be like, can they all do where's Mara again? I got to yeah. have a conversation. And get her over here. She can move the water. I'm excited to see Atlantis on the big screen. And uh, even before, you know, Cameron does pulls his avatar and he's working on underwater scenes. And I'm excited to see what he does with underwater scenes. So I mean, they got a lot writing on this movie. It's the only movie they got out this year. They just got to make one good movie from start to finish. Nail all three acts this time, bastards. And everything will be Nail great. all three acts. <laughs> That's all you got to do. Uh, and then just tweeted today from James Wan, a graphic with the Aquaman logo saying, trailer debut, San Diego Comic-Con. So we will see, possibly see how they're talking underwater or see something uh, in July. Have you been to San Diego, Marlene? Uh, only once in 2013. That's more than I've been there. So it's a lot better than New York Comic Con. I'll tell you that. New York Comic Con is just impossible to walk around in. Yeah, it's not fun. It's also like San Diego. The whole city turns yeah. into like nerd mecca. Yeah, it does. And New York Comic Con is just kind of a barren wasteland outside of the convention center. Yeah, that's true. Anthony's once been there. Once you leave, it's it. It's all uh, over. Yeah, it, I, I I loved San Diego Comic Con just because of this. Like like Marlene said, you you walk you look around and you can tell like. The city has fully embraced it. 
there's auxiliary events everywhere. Everyone's everyone knows it's in town. I haven't been to New York, but I'm sure in New York, most of the like they have like concerts and shit, yeah. and like all kinds of events. I gotta go. Look, it's one of the three things on my bucket list. Uh, well, three things I have to do. One, visit Mecca in Saudi Arabia because I was raised Muslim and they make you do that shit. I've done that. I went to Oktoberfest in Munich. Holy crap, that was amazing. I got to go to San Diego Comic-Con. Then so there's I'm one more thing be. and then we can finally shoot you? Yeah, what's yeah, the next? Yeah, but you have to pass. Yeah, then I'm done. Then whatever happens, I will step into Someone, a street. Let's start a Patreon fund to get your ass to Comic-Con Listen, so we can get rid of you. <laughs> that's a good point. If you can get me to San Diego Comic-Con, my job here is done, listener. I will, I will exit. Oh, shit. God, it always gets dark with you, Anthony. I'm sorry. Oh, and it's always about it's you. It's because we're talking about me. DC, man. I know. All right. Let's switch gears and transition to a little Marvel news in the most weirdest way uh, I can imagine, which is talking about something that was announced two years ago. On the show, two years ago, 2016, we announced AT&T was going to buy Time Warner, which was a huge deal. Time Warner. What, is this Marvel news? It will be. Well, it'll relate to it, Watch. I guess. Gotcha. And Imran's crazy thinking. It yeah, does right. connect. Time Warner owns HBO, TBS, which is like CNN, and Warner Brothers Studios. So which it's kind DC. of DC yeah. and Marvel continued. So the, the government immediately sued them to block this. Two years later, we have uh, a, a, an, uh, an answer. Uh, the government's case was that it would ultimately hurt consumers, that they, AT&T would be able to leverage HBO and content for more money. It would limit all these streaming uh, places to start. The judge was not convinced. And this week he is allowing the $85.4 billion deal. Oh, shit. To proceed. Welcome to Trump's America. Holy where businesses can do whatever the fuck they want. You know what, though? I, it may it wasn't be. wasn't the government. Government was suing them. Yes. It and may so- have been Trump's people to block them because Time Warner owns CNN. Trump is not a fan of CNN, though. So he could have thrown fire onto this. Uh, So this sets a huge precedent of telecom companies, tech companies, can now buy up pieces of Hollywood, buy up content providers, and consolidate This is all because AT&T is traditionally the cable provider, and they're looking at the landscape, and they're like, we need more digital content. ASAP, because Netflix, Amazon, their field threatened. Yeah. Also, Batman and the Justice League now have the friends and family plan from AT and T, so they can all share their minutes. Yes. Uh, so all the Robins <laughs> can talk to each other. Yes, the Robins get a phone. All of the other bad people get a phone. One one bill. It's a great plan. Unlimited data. I'm sure Bruce Wayne is is psyched about this. The- <laughs> uh, this is this is how it ties into Marvel because. Disney has a $52 billion bid for Fox properties and Comcast said, if the government allows this merger, we are going to place a higher bid. Well, they immediately Immediately placed a $65 billion bid, mostly cash topping Disney's offer for Fox uh, international holdings, Fox properties and the controlling stake in a Hulu uh, and, you know, part of me is like they could buy it out from Disney and sell it back to Disney. They could split the assets. Marlene, were you excited at the prospect of the X-Men and Fantastic Four coming back to the MCU? Uh, Fantastic Four, I could do without. X-Men, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Right? <laughs> I think that's like the override, like consensus is that no one really gives a fuck about the Fantastic Four. No, not really. Yeah. Um, I think X-Men, Kevin, yeah. Kevin Feige could save it, though. No, I, think, I think I think and anything Marvel touches right now, they can they could turn into something good. So I would be down for it. 
They have not uh, missed a beat. So, Jesus, Comcast is going to meet with Fox <laughs> on this bid. Uh, whether Disney can top it, like they can't top the all cash because it dilutes Fox stock or something. So this is going to be very interesting. And following on the heels of that, Apple announced today it's made a deal with Oprah <laughs> for original content. Oh, shit. This is going to get crazy, y'all. My only concern <laughs> is... I like that you threw that in. Yeah, like that. Oprah. Yeah. What I, this is what I just said. Tech companies. Does she have superpowers? She's going to make original content for them. Listen, you laugh. So is Oprah on the same level as... Um, the content that Fox has or Time Warner no, has. Oprah makes something people fucking listen. Yeah, she watch just it. gives people shows. You get a show. Dude, and you get a show. Look under your seat. You get a show. You laugh, but Oprah makes something I, people will fucking watch it. One. People will watch it. I'm, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying people won't watch it. I'm just saying she is not in the same league as a conglomerate. She created Dr. Phil, which okay. created Bad Baby. And uh, there you oh, go. Geez. There you go. And well, so I saw that, live at EDC a few weeks ago. Unfortunately for you. Unfortunately. Yeah. What about Lil Tay? Lil Tay's oh. crazy, yo. Well, I don't think that Oprah created that. I don't know any of these people. Uh, Marlene, this is Marlene, this is the show. This is show. insanity. Uh, don't you feel I hope that, that you're enjoying yourself? <laughs> I am. She's long for the ride. But don't you feel like this? If this happens and and everything eventually is owned by three people, like there's less places for creatives to pitch stuff to sell movies. If it's not a giant blockbuster, it's just going to make it harder for people to get in the business. Yeah, I agree. It's pushing independent creators further and further down from public view. It's also just scary to think that somebody has more money than Disney. Like that's right? Yeah, doesn't right. that scare the shit out of you? Ooh, yes. Yeah. All, all cash, everything. Yeah, I was shocked. That's like everything. And, you know, the government may like they stop Comcast. They collected all the ones from yeah. all the strip yes. clubs. And they're like, this is going here now. Every goddamn TV service sports fee that's on those fucking bills, we are going to collect all that. And out like that's aggressive. Like they have it to spare. Yeah, like they have it to spare to buy some shit. That's balls. That's balls. You that's know they gotta crazy. be waiting to buy something. Ah, uh, jeez. So speaking of Marvel, the Avengers officially crosses two billion dollars. Oh shit! Jump change. Re yeah, compared to uh, what <laughs> Comcast sixty-five billion yes. in cash. But this is uh. the first MCU movie to cross two billion dollars. It's the fourth movie ever to do that. Zoe Saldana, now the only performer to get star billing in two billion dollar movies. But she's green in one and she's blue in the other one. So she just has to be purple and red and then she's she's got them all. She's covered. got all the infinity stones. <laughs> yeah. And uh interesting. I hear what Marlene thought about Infinity War. Yeah. Oh yeah. I liked it. Oh, just lights? <laughs> oh, that was no. a question. Yeah. Uh no, I did. I, I liked it. Um I was surprised, even though I knew it would happen. I was still surprised by the ending somehow. Can we can we uh, guess like what your favorite Marvel movie is? Yes. All right. Yes. Let's see. Um, hmm. I'm gonna say Man, this is hard for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say Guardians Two. Nope. Oh shit. I'm just gonna go and say Winter Soldier, the easy one. Nope. Wow. I, you're not. You're not gonna guess. <laughs> I am going to. Oh, say, we're not gonna guess. Oh, oh you're not. Shit. So we're not gonna guess. It, so I have to think of something a little different. I'm gonna say, Ant Man. No. I'm gonna say, Thor. Yep. <laughs> the first Thor. <laughs> yeah. Wow. No, that's a dude. That's a solid movie. We've had a lot I of think people. We got a little chemistry here, Marlene. You want to take me out to dinner, <laughs> so I can steal your uh, your jacket shirt. Yeah, steal my members <laughs> only members jacket. only jacket. There you go. Oh, your jacket. Stop it with your you and your abs, Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, with abs really, are always why? so so yeah, why for. Why for? 
So objectively, it's not like a great movie, and I completely acknowledge that. Like, it's not great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but something about how silly and campy it is and how it has, I think, one of the first really strong Marvel villains. Mm. Um, I don't know. It just kind of stuck with me, and I really liked it. That's a good when, point. I, when you rewatch Thor, I, I looked at some like reviews up to leading to Avengers Infinity War, and they were going back and um, rewatching some of these old movies. And Thor is w- interesting because when Thor came out, that was the you know they were trying to meld at this point a weird like Thor you know gods magic and magic gods. in this world that they built that was basically Iron Man it was all tech and all kind of real world based so they were throwing this and they were trying to like meld it in as seamlessly as possible so they were putting a lot of it on Earth and kind of downplaying Asgard so it, it was a weird time where now you got like in Thor Ragnarok where they're going completely like. Full out Jack Kirby, weird science, weird. You got uh, Doctor Strange, yeah. magic it's just, spells. It's, it's just interesting looking back at that time, and they were so it cautious. Probably plays about better that. at like uh, looking back at it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Kenneth Branagh, Jesus, you can't go wrong. Dutch with Kenneth angles, let's go. <laughs> and Loki, of course. <laughs> uh, you know, we, we really made us love Loki even more. If you watch that film, like Loki is a completely different character. Oh, completely. Yeah. Now he, how he is now. They, has he, they watered him down now? I want to say what, he just evolved. Oh, he's, he's, different evolved. Character. Yeah. he's evolved organically. He did a 180. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. He, he was like very uh, bratty and very... Um, Jealous, jealous. Yeah, he's just super jealous and super, super uh, emotional about things. And now, like now, he's like very just. Um, he just knows who he is. Where in that movie, well, he doesn't know. He's, who can ahead. we? Are we? Are spoilers okay? Everyone has seen the fucking movie. Well, now he's dead. So now he's not anything. Is he dead? No, you think who's dead? Yeah, is dead. It, who's dead from Infinity War? Uh, pre-snap, definitely dead. Post-snap, maybe not. What do you think, Marley? I kind of hope he stays dead, even though I actually really like the character. I feel like his character would have way more weight in the universe if he didn't come back when they brought him all back. I hope yeah. they keep him. I hope he, they I keep him dead, dead too. They shouldn't reverse some of those. Not like the vision. You technically you could rebuild him. He's a machine. He's got parts. He's got other parts. Uh, light him too. back up. Uh, I think they could use the vision moving forward. Uh, also, what's interesting is uh, Infinity War has not made more domestically than Black Panther. Not yet. Not yet, but uh, I think, uh, oh, let wow. me look. There's a comparison on Black Panther is at like six ninety nine. I think it's almost like seven hundred. After forty nine days domestically, Avengers Infinity War is two million ahead of Black oh. Panther. Oh, it is ahead now. It's well, no, it. I mean, after forty nine days, so okay. at this time with four, you know, forty nine days running, uh, Black Panther was two million behind. Wow. Okay. I don't actually think Black Panther still finished higher domestically because I think Infinity War is running up against a lot more competition. Yeah, yeah, because it's later in the summer. Right. We got lots of crazy movies coming out. Okay, last thing for the news. Marlene, are you a Game of Thrones fan? I am. Oh, that's fantastic. Who's your favorite character? Can we guess? Let's guess. This, oh. one. <laughs> this one's probably going to be a little easier. It's Iron yeah, Man. Oh, wait. No, that was the other thing. Sorry. <laughs> Is it Brienne of Tarth? <laughs> oh. No, I, I, I really like her, but no. Oh, that's a good so guess. Danny. No. No. Not, yeah. just, not Daenerys. Uh, Theon Greyjoy? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, Tyrion, Tyrion, yeah, that's the obvious answer. Like everybody, that one's easier. Fucking Tyrion from season one. You just Peter Dinklage is the best giant dwarf, Etri or little uh, Marlene. Did you know that they didn't watch Game of Thrones until like I browbeat them? We caught up last year. 
Oh man! And like, they were all not that time, and yes. you didn't have it no. in your life. No. I've been telling them, and they were like, "Shut up, we dragons!" Were, yeah, we were being and I'm dumb. like, "Dude, just watch it, and you'll you'll understand." You can listen to us review season by season and discover it like for the first time way after everybody. We were the last. And then just, it's just me saying, "I told you so." God like, damn! Now go back and read the books. <laughs> uh, what reading? Wait a minute. Reading? That was yeah, what the fuck is that? Part of the Who the reads? Six book is even out yet. Who reads? So you though? read the books. I did, oh, yeah. Wow. So uh, how do you feel about the books versus the show? They're different. Um, the books the books are good, but they're also really difficult to get through at parts. Because he's one of those writers They're that like just, laborious. It's a little wordy. Yeah. Little wordy, George. So I think they did a really good job of translating that into like a more palatable version. So what did you show. think of the last season where it was really streamlined, a little bit fan service and they're going off notes from George Martin? Yeah, they took a pretty different direction for some of the characters and their fates in the book so far. Oh. But I'm okay with it. Like, I think it's really cool and interesting and I'm fine. I'm glad they're finally doing something and getting somewhere compared to right. the books, which we're still waiting for. Yeah. Who knows when that's coming out? What may be coming out before that is this game of Thrones prequel. Uh, HBO has been working on like five different prequels. They picked one and gave it a pilot order. Uh, it's supposed to take place thousands of years before the Game of Thrones storyline and possibly be about the origins of the White Walkers, the first men, the children of the forest, which we got. That was the last season we got to meet, right? With Bran. Children of yep. the forest. Season seven. Little green folks. Yeah. 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 We, well, we met them a little earlier than. Seven. Well, because wasn't season six. There was no Bran. I was like, where the fuck is Bran? Nothing. The whole. Well, it was five. And then he comes back at six. Uh, but that uh, that I'd be down. I'd be I mean, down for it's that. Like, it's supposed to be like 5,000 years before this part. And Whoa. it's supposed to include how the Starks became who they are as well. Ooh. You're going to have such a void when Game of Thrones is over. You'll take anything. Oh, I, I I'm, think. Already, I'm already all over this. Too. Like when that's over, you're going to be like, what the fuck? Like there's no good TV on anymore. So you're going to want to watch it. Marley, will this no be enough after Game of Thrones to, to satiate the Game of Thrones fans? I think I'll be okay because I'm also really into Westworld and I feel like wow. that's good. Westworld's the shit. Yeah. This season of Westworld, bro, it's a little crazy. I love all the action. Way more you action. just call Marlene, bro. Bro. I, well, you can call me, bro. That's fine. She's cool. <laughs> I knew. I see if she's down. Oh, shit. Down. Uh, yeah, Westworld this season has been very exciting. Uh, of course, he just never talks like that on the show. Bro, I we, when he's bro. talking to us too, he's never blows uh, out with us. Are you switching now? Dude. What's happening? No, no. Oh, I'm the jock now. Look, brah. Uh, well, you did yeah. do CrossFit. Y'all, oh, brah, I used to CrossFit, brah. It, uh, uh, Ew, get out. Okay, we're back. And I'm excited for the Game of Thrones. Look, we're going to take a quick break and come back with Cloak and Dagger. First two episodes right after this. Messages. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Rob. And I'm Robert. We're hosts of the Two Bobs Podcast. Check out our show at thetwobs.com. We talk about beer, food, weird news, some pop culture, sports, and our obsession with technology. And just general BS with our own brand of comedy and sarcastic wit. Also, be sure to find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Two Bobs Podcast. Hey, this is The Toe, host of the Gravity Beard Podcast, a variety show with interviews and discussions on a wide range of topics. Our guests have included a viral YouTube star, a former child actor. We've even had a guy on who may have solved the D.B. Cooper case. It's a delicious box of audio chocolate. You never know what you'll get. 
find it on Podbean, iTunes, and other places you listen to podcasts. It's the Gravity Beard Podcast. It's what your ears will want to be listening to. Listen, if you've been enjoying the show and you want to help out, you want to support the show, uh, you get back a little something, something. All you got to do is visit our fan club. Sign up at jockandair.com slash Patreon, where you will get bonus content. There are stickers. You can have us review a movie. You can come on the show. You get a t-shirt at one tier. And everybody gets our thanks. Thank you so much. And thank you to new patron this week, Matt Miller, joining the uh, fan club on Patreon. Thank you very much, Matt. Uh, this week, you can hear, Anthony, you did some more work. We got a new, I guess I I'm know. calling it Jock Talk, a new episode of Jock Talk on the Patreon feed. Yeah, I decided to uh, get with listeners Chaz Hebbard and this time Jimmy the Geek right to on. talk oh, about wow. the NBA Finals and the NHL Finals, so more so the NBA Finals. I love that like you are getting together with our listeners and creating content for the community. Like, Well, you like that I'm doing work. Yeah, I you're like, actually doing yes, something. you yeah. fucking are doing something. Oh, Unbelievable. <laughs> it makes me so proud of you, Anthony. He's a big boy. He's all grown up, people. He's all crowds up. And if you want a sample of the kind of stuff we have at the Patreon, there is a free clip up there. I will link to it in the show notes. And it's a clip where we, uh, Marlene, we have this sound clip from one of our friends. He's been on the show. His name is Mike Rips. This is the very first thing he said on the show. Yeah. <laughs> it is such a joyous piece of audio. <laughs> that it, what is that? Right? Doesn't it make it's you laugh? It's just an exclamation of joy. So we realized that clip pairs really well with the little wins in life. For example, Anthony, you want to give me one? I was not ready for this at all, so no, I don't want to give you one. give me one. Uh, I got gross ones. <laughs> okay, give me a gross one. It's like when you see a picture of your ex and she doesn't look good. Yeah. Okay, I fucked that up. Let's reset. Let's start with something benign. Like, uh, I'm driving to work this morning. I got all the green lights. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> the the or how about when you're at the airport and they wave you past the x-ray machine? Yeah. Like, just like a little wave. Yeah. That's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> Anthony, you got one now? No, no, Marlene, I'm gonna put you. Marlene on the spot. intimidates me. Marlene. How about this one? Oh, I got, I got, one, I got one more. <laughs> yeah, you're pulling into a parking lot just as someone else is getting out of a prime yeah. spot. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one, Marlene. You must have one. You see what how this goes when you step out onto the subway platform and the train is just pulling in. Yeah. That is exactly what that clip represents. So the yeah. free clip is like 10 minutes of that. Of us just dying. Yeah, it goes into very weird places. You know, you know what this reminded me of, this yeah. segment? It's like yeah. when everyone, you go to your first dance, yeah. and everyone's dancing on the dance floor, and I'm just standing against the wall. That was how I felt. Oh, oh wait. Which, in, in the free clip segment? You yeah, had nothing? Because I, I had nothing. <laughs> I had nothing. It I was, was just standing against the wall. I actually cool. wrote a bunch of them. So. Oh, yeah. You give me another one. Oh, shit. Now I got to get my phone. <laughs> okay. All right. Let me get my hand on. Can you give me the phone? All right. Let me see. <laughs> I have to have someone's hand in my slack hole. So oh, it's like. that's uh, right. The slack hole hand has takes to operate. Uh, okay. When you return. When, when you buy something and then you return it, even though it's broken and they take it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Like, or when you return, it's like the Home Depot ploy, you know. <laughs> or when you return something without a receipt and they take it. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> All right. 
How about when you're speeding, but the cop pulls someone else over? <laughs> you got smooth sex. That's a good one. That's good. Uh, Marlene, you got one more. Nope, I'm tapped out. All right. Well, <laughs> just like Anthony. Moving on, we're going to talk about. Hi, Marlene. Hi, Marlene. <laughs> Anthony Hello. has signed in as Hi Marlene. It's not creepy at all. No, uh, no. Spoilers, everybody. Strap yourselves in, you fucks. Spoiler time. Uh, we're going to review the first two episodes of Cloak and Dagger from Marvel on Freeform. Their latest. That's such a shitty name for a station. It really like a is. And it kind of like, it almost makes you not want to watch. Like, I got to watch something on Freeform? What is this? Uh, but it sounds like someone's going to do poetry. Yes. It's nothing but open mic slams. Yeah, just go by the congas and watch Cloak and Dagger. <laughs> just train of thought nonsense. Uh, Cloak and Dagger, of course, created by, published by Marvel Comics. First appearance, Peter Parker, the spectacular Spider-Man number 64 in 1982, created by Bill Mantlo and Ed Hannigan. I think I may have this issue. I don't know. This may be one I missing. definitely have. Uh, but I have a lot of the Peter Parkers from back then. Marlene, let's just start with you. This is what we usually do with our reviews is we just go around and we do our opening thoughts. And we kind of also give our backstory, our history with the character. So what did you know about the Cloak and Dagger going into this? And then what did you think of the first two episodes overall? I honestly knew absolutely nothing about Cloak Okey and Dagger. Yeah, going see, that's important. It. That's important. They were more of like a 90s thing or an 80s thing. Late so. 80s and 90s, yeah. So yeah, you're I never really fine. caught up yeah. with them. Yeah. Uh, I like the show, though. Uh, I had some issues with it, but I read up a little bit about what the characters were originally, uh-huh. and I think they did a really good job of switching it up. So, mm, Yeah, I will agree. Run, Run, you'll have to go over that with us. I w- will. I definitely will. But it's a very important thing that they've done in the show. Rugboy, well, what's your relationship with Cloak and & Dagger, and what do you think? Well, um, I I wasn't really a big fan of the comic Cloak and Dagger. It was a very like street level comic where they would go and fuck with like drug dealers and yep, shit, yep. and like, it, which is it was cool, but like it was never like the I like the big fucking adventures, you know what I mean? Right. And every once in a while they'd appear in like an X Men comic or a Spider Man comic or something, and then they would be part of a big adventure. And so like I got to know them through that more than their actual uh, you know comic that they had for themselves, but um. Yeah, I'm pretty familiar with them. So, and what do you think of the show? The first two episodes overall, it was different. It was different than I expected. I mean, not that I expected. It's just different than what they were, but it's not in a horribly bad way. Okay, I guess that's a positive. Yeah, it's a plus. <laughs> it's a plus. Anthony, same questions. As far as my history of cloak and dagger, when I was buying comics in like 2011. I would see the covers, I think. Yeah. Sometimes they had them out on the, the shelves, and all I knew about Cloak and Dagger was white girl, black guy, yeah. light and dark. That's all I knew. Eh. Um, so that's all. I've never really read any of those comics or anything like that. It never really appealed to me, um, only because I just never grew up with them. Uh, I never knew who those characters were. Um, they were never on TV or anything. Um, as far as the show, I was first I was like, fuck, man, Imran, why you got to make me watch this <laughs> bullshit again? Um I was like freeform, like that's that's Disney family. Immediately turn on like freeform, or I didn't turn on. I turned on on demand, and there's commercials for like slut shaming and stuff. I'm like, this is not <laughs> Disney family. What yeah. the fuck is this? Yeah. But actually, pleasantly surprised with the first two episodes. I liked uh, what was going on. I liked that it's kind of like I don't really know what's going to happen, and I'm still kind of confused on what their powers even are. But I'm I'm enjoying um, kind of where they've gone with that with the uh, with. I don't know his name, so I'm going to... Is it Dagger? What's his name? 
Uh, Ty, Tandy is the girl and Ty is the boy. So I like that Ty, it's like kind of breaking those little stereotypes that you'd have. Ty is coming from the well-off family, even though he is African-American. And uh, Tandy is coming from the poor trailer park family, even though she's white. So I I kind of like that. uh, Yeah, in the comics, it's actually opposite. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what you would kind of, that's what we've been conditioned to expect. But so this is kind of playing with that a little bit. Right on. I uh, myself, I know, like the listener knows, I'm a huge Spider-Man fan. I've always been reading Spider-Man, and I know them from the Spider-Man universe. Uh, visually, I always love the concept of the the dark guy in the cloak and the and the light, and he's kind. They're connected. He's kind of uh, he needs her. Uh, always thought it was a cool concept. Uh, the show, I think, I agree with Marlene. I think it improves on the comic book in a lot of ways. Uh, it the the original characters, like we said, created in '82, a little bit. Stereotypical. Oh, on the nose. Yeah, yeah the black. Super yeah. stereotypical. So here's the main uh the this is what their origin was in the comic books. They're both teenage runaways. They meet, but uh ties from Boston from a you know, not a good family, and Tandy is from a well-off family, and she runs away. Then they're kidnapped by someone who's like a shady chemist, and he's inventing a new form of heroin, and he tests on them, and it gives them powers. So right away, they have flipped the dynamic of the base characters, and I I, I loved it. I thought that was such a great idea. So I love, I honestly, I love these two episodes of the show. I watched the third one. Uh, it aired yesterday. Uh, I'm totally in. Surprisingly dark, like we all said for something on Freeform. I didn't think it would be that dark. They're swearing. They're letting up swear. Like it's uh it's it was very good. Uh what let's start with what worked for everyone. Uh Marlene, give me one thing that worked for you in the show. Uh I thought it looked really good. Uh, like the cinematography yes. and the quality of it was surprisingly good for a TV show. It didn't look cheap at all, which was nice. No, I love the directing and the storytelling. A, a really weird random question. Did anybody else actually get the feeling that they were in new orleans because i didn't so that's interesting yeah, that you say was, that that yes. was a weird thing yeah it's I, set in new orleans and the third episode brings in more new orleansy stuff okay because okay. i was gonna say okay. i agree yeah. with marlene I, yes i had to if i didn't look it up and know that this was in new orleans i would have had no idea there's only one scene where i where it's where they're on the bridge yeah and you could see like the river and everything that was like new orleansy yeah because they're on the they're on the bay. There's a lot of bridges in New Orleans and stuff like that. If you uh, seen any other movies with New Orleans in it, you'll know that like there's a lot of like water and bridges. And I stuff, thought the so. same thing going into the third episode. I was like, I forgot what city are they in? Oh, well, I just New automatically Orleans. assumed Netflix. Like Netflix has all their shows in in New York. This is in New York. But the thing about it, it is, looks like, like New York. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it, visually, it could it could pass for New Orleans. But the thing that bothered me is that the people didn't seem. Like they were from New Orleans. That's it. That's yeah. they seemed like very generic. Yeah. Like yeah. they didn't seem like you know there wasn't any kind of like draw or anything like that. So that's a good uh, point. Yeah, because if you watch like like True Blood, right? Everyone's got they're they're in New Orleans. So there's there's like a whole like country. There's a whole like New Orleans Southern vibe to it. A little bit of flavor. You're you're not seeing a lot of culture so far in the yeah. first two. It, but no. th- you know that, and that can be overdone, almost like cartoonish if it's not handled well. Especially in New Orleans, it does seem generic. I'll tell you, the third episode is all about fucking voodoo and black magic. Oh, there shit. you go, yes. sweet. Yes. So okay. it you gets, watched it, huh? I watched it last night because I really, I've really dug the show. I'm excited to see how they connect, how they figure out what's going on. Uh, there, I loved Marlene. I loved the what, the direction. The first episode directed by Gina Price by the Wood, 
who is directing the Silver and Black movie, which has been pulled from Sony's release schedule. She did uh, Love and Basketball and uh, Beyond the Lights, which are in the same wheelhouse as this. I mean, it's not like superhero stuff, but it's definitely the same age group, the same demographic they're going for. So I mean I I it's like I feel like it's a step above the CW uh, shows. It's not as cheesy and spoon fedy, you know. Well, when you have like a filmmaker that's yeah, made f- yeah. like films, it, you can see it in the directing. In so. that second episode, the introduction of the detective without any dialogue in her scenes, ah, uh, fucking brilliant! It was great. Yeah. I really love how they did that. Why you don't need dialogue? Just like you said, rugs. They're showing us instead of telling us. Yeah, I like I love when they do that. I hate when every exposition is in some kind of speech. What do we? Uh, what do you guys think of the cast? Uh, Olivia Holt playing Dagger, Miles. Uh, oh, sorry, Aubrey Joseph playing Cloak. Cloak was the standout for me. Yeah, yeah, he was definitely like a quiet, but you have so much going on inside. Yeah. He's kind of emoting, but without saying anything, just his, his presence there says so much. Very intense. Yeah. And like his family, his mother was very good. The, that whole story is great. And this is, again, this is what I like what they improved on the comic book. They made it more topical. It's a cop shooting that, that's been buried under and he's trying to get the cop who shot his brother. Olivia, hold, I, I kind of buy her as this girl who sneaks into parties and steals shit. Like, I think she plays that very well. <laughs> I love that. I, I, li- I liked actually both of them. The only thing I had was um, Tandy, Olivia Holt. Yeah. Is her name? Yeah. Tandy in the... In the if she's sleeping in a church, how does she look so clean all the time? Well, she goes to her mom's house. I, <laughs> I just, I, I felt like there should have been a little more she ruggedness. The, she just hangs out there to do drugs. And <laughs> a then little she more just ruggedness to like what she's wearing and like her, her, her conditions at, I mean, it's a fucking abandoned ass church. Yeah. How's she looking so good? It's a good point. It's a good point. People just got it like that. I know. That's I a little CW. Like everyone looks yeah, fucking always, perfect. I mean, all that's the time. TV. It's uh, for the most part. Some TV uh, shows don't. No, that's yeah. not always TV. Yeah. Uh, but that's kind of a nod to the comic books too. I think they lived. You want to know church. what I have as a critique? Okay. And this is like really shitty for me to say this, but the girl who played young Dagger. Okay, the little ballet girl. I I I was like. Is she even acting? What? Like she's just standing there. What? Who, what do you? What? Who cares? What do you got against her? She's getting the job done. What are you talking about? <laughs> I would have said uh, the, the the kid was great. Like young cloak was awesome. Oh, he's like, good. Yeah, he, he was so much better than her. I don't know. It just it, it yeah. Just, she was, first, she wasn't that great. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> How old is she? Like five? You suck, yeah. kid. Yeah. Too <laughs> <laughs> better. Some acting, kid. You may want to think about changing your career, kid. Right. Ah, well. Uh, it's harsh. Well, no, it's not the actor's fault. It's the director's fault. They yeah. could have used it, used the person better and made it seem less staged. Mm. So, but that was the only weak part of the whole thing for me was the young, young ballerina thing. And the fact that this, she's sitting there just in the street for like three in hours. The rain. That was kind of weird. <laughs> well, she was like doing ballet in the rain. In right? the, like, yeah. And like, who leaves their kid in the rain for like an hour? Like, what are you doing? Yeah, that seems that horrible. Was, that was yeah, that was, that was strange because she was like, it, they were trying to play up later that her, like she had a good family. But I was like, you don't have a fucking good family. You're been hanging out in the street like, for an hour. <laughs> if that was real, like that kid would have been freaking the fuck out. Yeah. I love how like what once that accident happens, the dynamics flip. Right. You know? Yeah. They become each they kind of become each other's uh lives, which is uh, also very well done. And I kind of like how they they started with this origin. You really don't need any more explanation like you kind of get it. And the MCU connection to Roxon, 
the dark dimension. That's awesome. Like this exists in the MCU. We've see, heard of Roxanne and Iron Man and Agents of Shield. They shouldn't Carter. do anything other than that. That, that I don't should think be it. They, 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 yo, should be they it. don't need to do anything else. They should let this show stand on its own rather than like try to find ways to tie it into things. I mean, this could seriously on. exist in the same in the Netflix Marvel Absolutely, universe. Absolutely, this yeah. it could. Yeah, I thought this is up there with the Netflix shows. It's how good. Uh, but it this doesn't thing need was. to connect. Like net, that no. stuff is in New York. There's right. no reason anything right. from New York should connect yeah. to New Orleans. Right. No, right. you shouldn't have an outward connection right. to it. But you could like feel like that they're in New Orleans doing their thing, and they're in New York doing their thing, and they're never going to cross paths, but they kind of exist in the same yeah, universe. I would agree with that. Marlene, does it matter to you if these shows have any connective tissue, like all the shows that Marvel's doing? I don't really care if this show is super connected to the other ones. I think it's standing on its own pretty well. I think it would actually make things a little messy if they tried to really tie them in. Yes, that's what usually happens. Yeah, because once you start to try to like do the mental gymnastics of when this is occurring in the universe, you're like, wait a minute, my head starts to hurt. This is not enjoyable And that's why Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. always tries to shoehorn something in and it never really works that well. They should just abandon that. Well, uh, well, you know, another thing I thought worked for the most part was the music. The music choices, certain times the music was really powerful and really helped the scene. Now, there's a lot of this, like, I, I, new music, I guess. I, I kind of liked... And but I'm digging it. The I mean, you've watched the third episode, so I want to ask you questions, but I won't since we're not reviewing that. Um, but I don't I don't know what their powers really are, and, I'm, right. and I kind of like that. I'm, yeah. I'm kind of like that I'm figuring it out as we go along. We will figure out as they figure going it out. On with, yeah, yeah. Well, with I, I like the whole revenge angle where he knows that this guy fucking mm-hmm. killed his brother, and he's got something for his ass, and he's, he's, he's eventually going to gonna do something about it and you're like waiting for that come up and so you want him to do something yeah to this guy but you also have been told i think shouldn't but yeah yeah you shouldn't yes. and that, that that would be the wrong choice so this what, is his great what is power the right choice comes him, great yeah. responsibility this is his uncle ben moment it's very powerful because the guy is right there but i love cloak's powers in this i love the idea i've always liked the idea that you, like because sometimes i'm like an introvert and i don't want to see people and that you could just cover yourself in a blanket and then you're gone you're someplace else you open it up you're someplace else like that is just a very cool power whether you can control it or not and he can take issue. people into the dimension with yeah. him uh marlene what do you think of their powers what how do you think uh it works so far i actually want to tie this back into the thing you mentioned about music yeah I liked some of the music choices. I thought they were good, but I also I'm kind of unnerved by the sound design in the show oh, overall. Interesting. Uh, so, like with their powers, their powers don't make sounds. No, they don't. And I'm so used to hearing some kind of sound, it's like, like a bam for something, yeah, like, yeah, like a bam for a, a, a pop, yeah, uh. or something that like really threw me off. Like when she stabbed the guy yeah. with the dagger, yeah. and no sound at all. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's that's weird. And at first, I really disliked it. I'm kind of getting used to it now, and I kind of think it was a really stylistic choice. I don't. What do you guys think? But you're right. That, like that could give a whole personality to something. Like when you hear the lightsaber go off, you know, it makes a sound, and that sound is fucking. Or you hear Wolverine's uh, claws pop. Snicket. You know, it's this. It's distinct. So but like, if you're gonna be, if you want to get science geeky, like does light make a sound? Does darkness? Is it gonna make a sound? Does light no, make yeah, a sound? Yeah. I don't like, know. It doesn't make a sound. And a lightsaber makes a sound. But right. I, that's a good point. I didn't even notice that 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 was the case that they didn't have sounds for these powers, and that makes it more unexpected every time. Yeah, it does. Uh, it's, cool. It weirded me out, but I'm I'm kind of like it adds like a dose of realism. It does, a I guess, bit. to it. Yes, but it's more grounded. But it also like. adds like like Marlene got the feeling of it adds that creepiness vibe to this. Yeah, yeah. 
Like where this is, this is like very strange. What is going on? What it's it's, yeah, it's weird that this is like walking like a line where you don't really know how you feel about it exactly. It's it's strange. Like usually you're, you're polarized. You're either like you fucking hate it right. or you love it. So you're like it's crazy when you're kind of sitting on the fence there. They've done a great job to slow tease this relationship and like get you sucked in. And this it's clearly this dual narr- narrative link powers. Uh, in the comic books, there's a weird thing where he's like addicted to her. Like she's like a drug to him. Like he yeah, needs her. He needs her light to survive. I don't know if they're going to do that. I think uh, I, I mean, I, you can, they're definitely connected. They're connected. They're most powerful together. They've kept items from each How other. How bad right did life. you feel for that dude though? Oh, her boyfriend. Oh yeah, uh, he's screwed. Well, no, but he has a you'll <laughs> fucking see. ponied up all that money. <laughs> oh I don't understand that. Why did she like Wait. decide on that moment that that was the time to like just be like, we're, we're, we, I can never see you. She got overwhelmed. She was like, this dude is way too into me. Yeah, he actually loves me. Yeah, it's something only a woman understands. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she got a little freaked she out. Had the bounce. Her thing is running. That's what, like, her mom calls it. Her mom's a piece of shit, too. It's great. And that that dude who's, uh, he's always wearing that pink, uh, the, uh, the robe? <laughs> the robe. Yeah. That dude shows up in that pink robe every time. It's kind of, he's just a drunk lawyer. But her mom's like, oh, time for Tandy to run. Things get tough again. So that's clearly her journey. And he has his journey, uh, you know, kind of resolving the revenge. I'm, dude, I'm in. I got a, I got a minor critique. And yeah. it's, it's hard to make this critique because the show hasn't played out, so we're only on two episodes. But I would hope that the cop actually isn't a bad guy mm. because it's initially played off like he shoots the the kid because the explosion goes off and he panics. Right. It was kind of accidental. So I would hope yeah. that they just continue down that route, that he just made a mistake. That's a good point. And that point. he's not an actually a fucking crooked cop that they didn't been shoot like. him in the back. And yeah, like, didn't I he don't... have drugs, though? Didn't he have drugs in the back of the car? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, I already don't like that, that he's like this they made him a dirty cop. cop for no reason. But they reason. covered it up. That's the thing that's the fucking bigger crime. Right, right. But like, that they fucking covered like, it up. Like, let's say he was a good guy, like a good guy, and he just fucking made a mistake and like they were covering it up because he's a good cop. Like, I think narratively that'd be like even more of like a, that's a, that's a good point. point. Yeah. That's like, a really good point. Like this like tug of like, should he kill him? Well, no, because this guy's like actually just made a mistake and he finds out that he's not a, not a crooked cop. That reminds me of a Fruitville station. No, they, they, they totally play that up in Fruitvale Station like he was a crooked cop. Right. I'm saying he gra- like he said he grabbed it by accident, but right. he was a crooked. Oh, so it's the flip. But yeah, they've I'm made saying him, like he's not the, the bad person. They've made him a dirty. Yeah, they're going to make him, made a dirty him like cop, a dirty person. Yeah, which is a little cliche. A little cliche. I, think you ha- I think you have to make him bad. You just have to because then he's not. Then Cloak doesn't seem as heroic by comparison. Yeah. So and I'm wondering who like the bad guy is. I don't yeah, think I don't we've think seen, seen him yet. I think. I mean, I think they're definitely... I think they're going to get to Roxanne. I think that's going to be the main thing. Oh, How yeah. Get Company, these powers? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And and the fact that maybe, you know, his dad wasn't... Her dad, her dad maybe killed. wasn't a good guy or he was yeah. doing something. I feel like, though, they're subverting some of the stuff that you expect. So to go to, like, the corporation being the big bad evil would kind of just be a cop-out for me. Mm, it turns into an Iron Fist thing there. A well, it just bit. turns into every other every other thing. Yeah. Like the, the corporation is the bad guy. Well, I hope I see more like New Orleans stuff, like you guys said, and we will. Episode three's got some voodoo stuff, but I think it's just going to be a nice organic uh, relationship between these two figuring out how their powers work. Will uh, Will you guys keep watching? I'm, I'm in. Now, regardless of whether I keep watching yeah. or not, how long do you think this thing has? Does this have legs? Is it going to be on more than one season? Is it going to be one and done? Like, what do you think? Mm. Is pe- are people connecting to it? Are you hearing buzz about it? Are you, I mean, what's on your radar? 
I mean, I think, you know, it's interesting because run, uh, Runaways on Hulu kind of came and went. Right. Uh, it was okay. I kind of like this a little bit better than Runaways, but that's different being that it's subscription Hulu. Like, they don't care. Like, it'll be there. People can sign up and watch it. This ratings-wise, I think if word of mouth is good, like, I think people will uh, really uh, catch on to it. I think they will like it because it is. It's a little more mature than what you thought. It's dark. I mean, to be honest, I don't even know what the fuck is on Freeform. I don't, and they're no. all on, been yeah. on for like seasons. No, I have no so idea. So like there's Pretty Little Liars. I, I mean, I don't watch that, but like <laughs> it's been on. Yeah. It's been it's on for a while. Too. Super popular, yeah. yeah. So, uh, I think it will get people to check out the, or you, you know, you they just, don't have the same kind of like uh, benchmarks to hit as the network stuff. So, right. But surprisingly good for, a, you know, a station. You know, Imran, to answer your good? question, yeah. I will watch the third episode. I will keep watching until I think it turns bad. Okay. And then I'll stop. But okay. so far I'm in. I'll yeah. watch the third episode. As far as it lasting, um, the reviews are good. And like we mentioned, Freeform doesn't have the expectations that maybe other channels might have. So if the reviews are good, I don't see any reason why this wouldn't keep going. The marketing's been pretty good, yeah, too. Yeah. Like, here in New York City, there's posters for Cloak & Dagger everywhere. And Tumblr just did uh, interviews with um, the two main characters, too, with all these gifts and stuff. So I feel like they're doing a pretty good job of marketing it. And, I mean, people see that red Marvel logo that's going to get their attention. they be like, oh, what's this? Okay. Uh, and I love, I mean, just visually the aesthetic of the, the, the contrast of the dark and the light, the black and the white. Uh, so far, really well done on the show. Marlene, you're going to keep watching. Yeah, I'm going to keep watching. Right on. I, I actually, I'm going to keep watching because I like the story and also because I want to see more of Ty's mom. I think she's really cool. Oh, yeah. And that's, uh, she's, she, that's a strong. Why does she, why does she carry around a gun? Because she's badass. She's yeah, like, I think that's really just it. But she's from Mr. Robot. She's the, she's the shrink in Mr. Robot. Uh, she's been in a bunch of stuff. She was on yeah. ER also back but in the day. But are they hinting at like that her family is threatened and that she needs to do this? Well, that's where oh, he sure. he got the gun. That's where he got the yeah, yeah, yeah. gun. Mm. I'm, I, there's many more mysteries to be solved. She's like, I'm going to get that raccoon yeah, in the garbage. Was, <laughs> right. She was shooting at raccoons. I was like, that's weird. Uh, so episode like, three you. does, is it's very, it's almost very abstract and dreamlike. It does something that's a little confusing when you watch the whole episode. Like it's fucking very satisfying and cool. So just let it roll. I'll give it, one, it, I'll give it like, one more. What the fuck's going on for a while? But then it's really good. It's really good. I recommend this show. Uh, right on. Good stuff. Okay, look, we got a couple of voicemails with some questions and things to play in our mailbag, and we will wrap up the show. Talking nerd. Hey guys, it's Lewis Paz. Uh, I just wanted to kind of check in and see if you guys were going to talk about the uh, the Daredevil upcoming Netflix series and the speculation behind the bullseye. Uh, appearance. It looks like uh, comicbook.com, I think it was, that reported it first uh, about uh, the Bullseye logo being on the on the jacket from an Instagram post or something like that from the set. Uh, could be Bullseye, could be his radar sense. I mean, that's something that's Maybe always been used target. as uh, Daredevil's <laughs> radar sense in the books. But the color scheme definitely suggests Bullseye, so I'm, I'm hoping it is Bullseye, but just wanted to see your thoughts when you thought about that. Um, also, the possibility of Moon Knight uh, character um, having his own series on Netflix. I think someone, I think uh, Jeff Loeb was the one who mentioned that. I, I don't remember who it was, but also wanted to hear what you guys thought about that. And lastly, I just jumped into the Wolverine Long Night podcast. Yes. Super high quality stuff. The actors are great. I mean, it's something I didn't even think I'd get into. If you guys didn't mention it a few times already, you probably wouldn't have. But um, yeah, it's definitely 
uh, really cool three chapters in. Um, if uh, Anthony and Rugboy haven't listened to it yet, you definitely just listen to the first chapter in the trailer, and I'm pretty sure you'll get into it. You just got to find the time where you can kind of like focus in on just the sound. But anyhow, guys, appreciate it. There you go. Uh, I want to ask Marlene if she digs the Netflix Marvel shows uh, and if she has a favorite one. I dig some of the Netflix Marvel okay. shows. Yeah, they're not all gems. Uh, Iron Fist is not one of Cor- the ones correct. that I dig. Correct. Uh, Jessica Jones and Luke Cage are pretty good. Yes. And Daredevil is pretty good. Uh, I'm excited. I think they they just the bullseye thing is for the Netflix show, right? Yes. For Daredevil season three, they have cast this dude. His name is Wilson Bethel. And uh, a hashtag show is saying reportedly they have cast him as Bullseye. Whoa! And uh, they're but they're I thought they were gonna do Born Again, uh, the Frank Miller story. Uh, uh, Marlene, you familiar with the Born Again story? Have you read that? I am not. Oh, it's really good. It's where Kingpin uh, kind of takes down Matt Murdock as a person instead of Daredevil. He gets yeah. Karen Page hooked on heroin. It's she, really fucked oh, up. She yeah, in yeah. turn gives up. Matt Murdock's identity to Wilson Fisk. It is dark. It's amazing. And they kind of alluded to the, in the last season, of Daredevil, that last shot where he's on the bed with the nun. That's like the first page of uh, born again. So hmm. I don't know if they're going to, uh, I, you know, D'Onofrio is going to be back as Wilson Fisk. We're going to have bullseye. Well, maybe just bullseye. will be just add to, to add some flavor and make you like a right. little bit It'll more. It'll be like a little side villain. Yeah. Uh, you can't do worse than the Colin Farrell bullseye. So, <laughs> But then, I'm that, on board. This guy is a, has a jawline that could cut a bit, so yes, we're good. there you go. You need a nice, sharp jawline. I mean, and, the Colin Farrell bullseye isn't great, but it, yeah. it, it's it, like it's going to live forever. Oh, like, it's entertaining. That. Yeah, yeah, it's entertaining. You can't forget fun. that ever. He killed a guy with paper clips. Yeah, it's amazing. He's standing on the motorcycle somehow. Uh, it's oh my god, <laughs> that movie. Uh, so uh, regarding Bo- Moon Knight. Daredevil showrunner showrunner Stephen S. Knight has said that he would love to do Moon Knight. That's all. There's nothing about a Moon Knight, but he's like, hey, Moon Knight could be a real um, trip if you did that show. Like a the schizophrenic person with yeah, multiple if you personalities. Made it, if you made him crazy, if you made it like a Legion, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. With ass kicking, yes, like, like a psychotic Legion Batman plus even like karate. Mo- like you put yeah. those things together, you got something good. It's Batman it. with schizophrenia. That's all it yeah. is. It's really good. Uh, Marlene, you a fan of Moon Knight? Would you like to see a Moon Knight Netflix show? Yeah, I would totally be down for that. Be something different. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, his story is crazy. And then a couple of other Netflix notes to finish up. Uh, Jeff Lovett said there's no plans for Defender Season 2. I think <laughs> that's fine. Uh, you did it once. You, you blew it. Marlene, Let's not would go you want, back to Did the you well. see the first Defenders? Would you want a second season? Um, I did see... Yeah, I saw the first season. No, I'm good. Yeah. I, don't, I don't need right? another season. Yeah. I'm good. That's fine. That's good. I've had my fill. Yes. Yeah, that was. You can't. You can't blow the first season and then put another season. Yeah. Out there. There's no. Maybe do Heroes for Hire instead. Speaking. Speaking of blowing the first season, why Iron Fist two? Why are we getting another season of that? They, why? Yes. I. I mean, look. I. We all said this is the worst. It's the worst one. I'm Danny Rand. <laughs> I'm the immortal Iron Fist. I am the immortal Iron Fist, and it is my destiny to take care of the hand. Dude, Shut the fuck, fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Danny's up there checking his chi on the roof. What the fuck is that? 
He's the most. I've got to recharge. What did you call him? He's like the softest. He's the softest martial superhero martial arts guy I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. I have a better. I have a better physique than that guy with my shirt by off. Far, like, by yes, far. Like yeah. what is? Why are you so doughy? Like why are you so skinny fat? <laughs> yeah, skinny fat. I thought you Maybe had. He discipline. doesn't even do karate. Yeah. He just, he just works out. Yeah. That's it. You had some discipline. What are you doing? There's no way that dude fights ninjas. Get no. the fuck out of here. No. So the couple of things that may help the second season is they got a new show. Runner, all right. Uh, what's his name? Finn Jones has had more time to train. You know, the story oh, came we're not out. gonna have to have a million cuts to do an action. Did, scene with did this guy. Finn Jones do CrossFit like Emra? Yo, bro, I did CrossFit, oh. bro. Remember, uh, I because Finn Jones said he didn't have a lot, have a lot of time to train, uh, for yeah. the first season, uh, and so he's gotten more time. And they hinted that there may be the costume in the second season. Marlene, <laughs> does any of this sound like it could improve this show? If his fight choreography gets better, then yeah, sure. Yeah, if the stuntman could be in the costume no, and do you everything. Could use yeah. a stuntman when cover his face and he could be sick. But also, like, the costume is not... I don't know how they're going to translate that to, like, yeah, that Netflix costume doesn't. show. You know what? Like, the first Daredevil costume when he was all in black, that, that was basically Iron that's Fist. That's Iron right Fist's there. costume. Just dye it green and yellow. He's done. With your chest open, but you gotta have the gotta chest. Have the, yeah, you gotta, gotta have the, he's gotta support the tats. The, no, he's gotta have the yeah, the tat with the a deep tat. V, like the V, like right down to the, the belly button, v. Yeah. arm bands, and maybe add a gold Pop chain. Collar. Pop the collar, yeah. Just like with his like skinny fat body, his deep V. <laughs> yeah, oh my gosh, I, I love see it. 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 Like, Stop shaving him. <laughs> That's my sh- job. Why are you shaving him, Anthony? Uh, yeah. Finally, Luke Cage season two is coming out June twenty second next week. Marlene, how excited are There's a new trailer for that. for that. Yeah. Holy cow, already? Next Friday. Yeah. That was fast. Right? I wasn't expecting that. Look, we're getting three Netflix. Last year, we got three shows. I think this year, we're going to get three shows. We got new, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage. Quick comment. Iron the, the new trailer's pretty good, too. With yes, with, with uh, Alfre Woodard. Uh, what was her name? Uh, Mariah uh, Dillard. Mariah Dillard. Going, uh, Arlem needs a woman superhero or a powerful woman. Yeah. Man, Bushmaster looks sick. Like uh, he seems to catch his punches and be just as strong. Uh, the, and the thing I love about the season, something nobody else cares about, but I do. Last season, every episode was named after a gang star song. I love this combination of old school hip hop and comic books. Two of my favorite things. Season two, Chio Hadari Coker is going with Pete Rock and CL Smooth songs. Geek Boner. For did we ask Marlene if she likes Luke uh, Luke Cage the first season? I think she said she did. She did. I did, oh, yeah. Did. I wasn't It was pain. really fun seeing all these places in Harlem that I've actually been to. Yeah, oh, colorful. Okay. Street names yeah. and things. It's really neat. What do you think of the second half of that season when uh, we got to the guy in the suit, the uh, Diamond the Diamondback. I thought it was still good. Okay. I okay. still liked it. Right. Yeah. What's your hood in New York, by the way? Are you like a... I'm originally from the Bronx. Oh, oh shit. Yeah. Watch shit. out, Bronx. She'll fucking knife you, dude. Represent South Bronx. Watch out. Don't South, fucking... South Bronx. Show some respect. Yo, Marlene I, and Jayla. I like Marlene. She can protect me. <laughs> yeah, I, I know she's got a switchblade on her right now. I guarantee. Yeah. You're not wrong. Oh, shit. Yo. I knew it. She got them Wolverine claws that yeah. they have. So I, I Wait, so you're currently in the Bronx or where are you where are you? No, going? I'm in Brooklyn now. Brooklyn, Brooklyn represent. I used to there you go. Yeah. That's where you see the members only, Jacqueline. Yeah. <laughs> Sitting on the stoop drinking forties back in the nineties. That's what I did in That's Brooklyn. Right. Uh I've so early reviews of the season, people are saying it improves and is better than the first season. Geek Mooner. Which I'm well, excited. Well, that's great yeah. because I like the first season and just petered out at the end, so and so far, none of these second seasons have been better than the first season. So I'm waiting for one of these to actually do that. 
Knock it out of the park and be better well, than the first season. Daredevil season two, the first four episodes were I mean, I like the, the arcs. Season. Yeah, I like the different arcs, but the first season overall, yeah. I mean, the whole, you know. Same thing, Jessica Jones. Daredevil season two is still like to begin solid, with. Yeah. And Jessica yeah. Jones season two is is it's good. Solid. It's yeah. solid. It's solid. It, you couldn't beat Kilgrave, though. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. Marlene, what favorite season of Jessica Jones? I haven't seen the second season yet. Oh, you have oh, not. Shit. Oh, no. You should check it out. There you go. It's, you it's check not it out. as good as the first season, but they are trying. There's a lot of deep stuff there it's, that, that you can uncover. It's one of those things where, uh, you know how like we were talking about Cloak and Dagger being like on the fence. It's not polarizing. Like, yeah. there's, right. There's so many things that redeem every bad thing. Like So like something will be bad, but then something will redeem it. And you're like, oh, shit. I, I don't know. If, I kind of like it, but I don't like it, but I like it. So it's a lot of that going on. A lot of push pull on your, on yeah. Your a lot of twists. Have to check it out. A lot of yeah. twists. A lot of unexpected twists. It's definitely up there as one of the better Netflix series. And I like your cray cray, by the way. <laughs> oh yeah, there's a video. Oh yeah, I like your cray cray. I want your cray cray. Yeah, watch that, and then you can listen to our full review on the podcast of Jessica <laughs> season two. Uh, Marlene, I like that you keep yeah. like tell, prompting her to like go back to our back catalog, like and listen to shit. She's not gonna do that. Yeah, you're, you're not doing that. But maybe the listener I don't now. Do that. Maybe the, there's a listener out there that were like, oh, I didn't check out the review of Jessica Jones. I'm Michael Trackin. You never know. You yeah, don't know who's listening. It's well, just, they do it's download a, shit. This is a global. So. It's a global show, man. You're being here, heard all over the world, Marley. We have, we have listeners <laughs> in true. Australia. This is true. <laughs> Marley, thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, well, why don't you tell the listener uh, where where you are online and what you want them to check out? Uh, I'm pretty much only on Twitter these days. Right on, rocking the Twitter. I'm a lazy asshole and haven't updated my site <laughs> or my YouTube. Uh, but I'm really active on Twitter. I like comics too, all spelled out. Um, I'm also active on Instagram and Tumblr, which is the place that I work at. So I'm on there a lot because it's my job. What do you do at Tumblr? Uh, I actually manage a legal department, so pretty boring. Sounds, like, sounds exciting. Are you like going after people posting like sounds uh, copy, exciting, Imran, this copyrighted guy. things? Yeah, actually, that's that is exactly what I do. Out. That's exciting. I'm coming after that's you, copyright, copyright breaker. <laughs> Come on, don't kiss her ass. That's not exciting. It's Tumblr, <laughs> but she's doing no. But it's, it's still a legit. She just said it's not that exciting. <laughs> well, of course she's gonna. I like she has, that. To, she yeah. has to say that. <laughs> she's like a cop, man. She's the copyright police. Yeah, I gotta basically. be careful what I post on that shit now. I know you. <laughs> so, how do you feel about like? Okay, you said you got into this whole thing like years ago. Started posting YouTube videos. How do you feel about the way things are now versus when you started? You seem like you've cooled off a little bit on it. Uh, is that is there a reason behind that or is there? Yeah, I think it was a combination of things. I think I just kind of got a little fed up with trying to keep up with everything at once. I just kind of got burnt out. Mm. Yeah. Um, so now it's just kind of going to shows and picking up the comics that my friends draw or indie stuff online that I can kickstart or whatever and kind of seem interested in. Uh, also, it's the, the culture and the climate is a little different than a couple of years ago when I first started. Um, oh, yeah. When I first started, there weren't a lot of girls on YouTube or on Twitter or anything talking about comics. So it was kind of like this novelty and people were really friendly and interested. And now there's a lot more of us and that's great. But also it feels like the reception is really different. Um, it's weird. It's not, you know, bad. I still think the community is fantastic and, you know, I enjoy sharing with everybody, but it's definitely different. There's a lot more hostility than there was when yeah, I Yeah, the YouTube comments and stuff, like, any kind of comments on anything, like Twitter, anytime where you can comment on something, just, like, the fucking craziest shit happens. Yeah. And I know, because I am one of those people that do that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> We've gotten two death threats, both from YouTube commenters. 
So. Yeah. Holy cow. Yeah, that's Only um, two, though, in three years. Yeah, that's, that's not bad. We, we, you know, we pissed off a Gotham fan, and they those people really yeah. get pissed. Uh, do you, so I was scared. Yeah, we, I was. I was, I was so uh, scared. I, I've checked. I checked my car before I started it for for a couple of weeks. Uh, do Do you think <laughs> fandom is broken? And then you give your address to random fans. Well, like, jokes on you, fuckers! I'm moving. Marley, yeah. <laughs> Marley, do you think fandom is broken right now? Can it be fixed, or is it a? It's just I don't a think it's friend. broken. I think there's always kind of been an undercurrent of gatekeeping in the community. Uh, it's always been there. I think the internet has just made it a little more obvious and visible because we can all communicate with each other so much more easily i don't think it's broken i think it's a little bent out of shape i think it's something we can fix if we just keep trying to be good to each other right on that's it be excellent to each other like bill and ted said absolutely I like it. Uh, Rugs, where can the listener find you online? Well, now I'm on the Jock and Nerd Nation. Holy oh, shit, he's on Facebook, people. As soon as I figure out how to face books, I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll be on there doing something. Uh, but if you uh, want to get in touch with me, go on Twitter and find me at Really Rugboy, where I'll probably be commenting on Marlene's comments. So I'll just piggyback <laughs> on her fame. Yeah, we'll, we'll interact. And, uh, Marlene, I'll do. you are welcome back anytime. Anytime you have anything to promote or you just want to review something, you want to get something off your chest, you want to hang out. Uh, you're always welcome. A pleasure to have you. Thank you so much. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me on. Right on. And uh, listener, remember, check our shop, jockandnerd.com slash shop this week, June 20th to 24th. 30% off everything. And tell a friend, spread the geekery. Let's grow this empire of stupidity. Thanks for listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. He's the nerd. We'll peep you next time. I see that you know your judo well. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big fuck up right there.